This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Tribute to David Parstenek, aka Pasta. What is this? What is this? Is that like the Czech disco tune he listens to? Apparently. All right. All right. Well, the all end, right. That's the end of the video there. <laughs> that was awesome. I found that. Uh, I found that sound of him talking to, uh, you know, the teammates. They have all, you know, obviously on Brewers.com they have all this stuff and. He was talking, and they were picking teams for a scavenger hunt. And he goes, I know I'm not the smartest person, but you'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, gold, that's going right in the middle of this pasta song. <laughs> so, yeah, I found that pasta song, and I said, this is perfect for the man who scored the shootout winner for the Boston Bruins last night and is among the NHL goal leaders right now. And somehow, in, uh, David Pasternak, in his second year ripping it up, is not on the NHL All-Star ballot. How the heck does that happen? I mean, uh, you think it's his second year, Bob, or what? I mean, no, it, they're saving room for Jimmy Hayes. Oh, that's <laughs> right, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, got to get Jimmy Hayes on there for sure. But uh, no, David Pasternak not on the NHL All Star ballot. I suggest all Bruins fans uh, do a write in, do what you got to do to get him to the All Star game because he deserves it. And with uh, with little clips like that, he deserves it as well. We can play the Pasta Pastanek song. Send it to them, and they can play it in L.A. at the All-Star Game. Yeah, by the way, ironically, 15 years later, after the uh, Patriots' first Super Bowl, I was in L.A. for that. That's where the All-Star Game is this year. <laughs> nice. That's kind of weird, huh? You didn't even think of that. Just saying it. Wow. But uh, we have the stretch run here. Jimmy Murphy, your host on ESPN New Hampshire. Justin Sullivan working the boards. Bob Bardis alongside Joe Haggerty, M.I.A. Joe, if you're listening... We're paging you now, Mr. Haggerty. Paging you now. Paging Dr. Haggerty. Paging Dr. Haggerty. Paging Dr. Haggerty. Uh, so we'll try and track down Hags to uh, come on and talk some Bruins. Um, but the Bruins, uh, that was a gritty win. It wasn't pretty. Um, they, were, they probably didn't deserve to get that win last night, but they got it. And it propels them back into third in the Atlantic Division. They leapfrog a couple teams in the wild card slots. Uh, and they are now uh, in the third slot in the Atlantic Division, or maybe the sixth seed it would be in the playoffs. Uh, the, the standings are very tight, though. I mean, uh, Philadelphia, who won last night in Ottawa, uh, has 27 points as well. Uh, but they're on the outside looking in right now. And like we said, they go to Buffalo tomorrow. Uh, they come back. They play the Florida Panthers on Monday, which will be a tough game. The Panthers getting their first win under... Uh, Local native, Lynn native, and former Lowell Lock Monsters coach and GM, uh, Tom Rowe, gets his first win as head coach of the Florida Panthers last night. The uh, Panthers took it to the Detroit Red Wings 2 1 in overtime. Uh, so they come in Monday. Uh, I think they got the Avalanche. I mean, there's, 
there's some tough games coming up for the Bruins. It doesn't get any easier. Um, so they just have to keep plugging and keep getting these points, and they're going to need Pasternak to really come up there. They, I mean, he's got the moves. He's having a great season, but they're going to lean on him heavily because, I, Justin, I mean, we know this team right now, uh, they lack depth. And, yeah. you know, you can't de- – he's played better as of late, but you cannot depend on the Krejci line right now. No, no, he hasn't. Even though they played great last night. He hasn't exactly lived up to everything this year. He hasn't been there this year. And – you know, Pasternak not on the All Star ballot. I didn't get a chance to speak my piece on that. That's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> he's having one of those. He's having a great year. He's, he's having a got, great year right now. Let's look at it. He's got 13 goals, five assists. You could say, other than his suspension and his little injury here, he's been one of the more consistent players on this Bruins team. And him and Brad Marchand coming in off of the World Cup, there are the two of the most consistent players on this team so far this year. How is he not on the All Star ballot? I don't. I don't get that at all. Let's see where they are in stats in terms of the league. I, I feel like he's right at the top in terms of goals with 13 goals. We'll check it out right now. He's just ha- he's having a good year. I just don't I don't understand. Well, it's, he's not a well known player yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it it's sometimes it tends to be a popularity contest. As, yeah, as most All Star games are. He is tied for third in scoring with uh, Tarasenko and Sheffley on Winnipeg. They all have 13 goals. Sidney Crosby leads the league. Sidney Crosby's insane. Did you see the goal he had last night? I didn't see it, no. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. You guys got to check it out. (laughs) Sidney Crosby is behind the net. Yeah. Literally behind the net. And the puck is, like, going wide of the net. And Crosby corrals it in the air and loops it around the post behind the goalie's back and into the net. (laughs) It's just insane. I mean, for all the young stars we have right now, Crosby's making a statement like, slow down, hey, I'm still relax. the best. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm the MVP, and he's got 16 goals in 18 games since coming back. He missed, he missed uh, like the first two weeks, and he's got 16 goals already. It's insane. So Pasternak has more goals than Hossa and Ovechkin, but not on the ballot. But not on the ballot. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's look at this all-star right. ballot right now. Let's check this out because I'm curious to see who's there instead and what they have to put like a guy from each team on. So I'm wondering who the Bruins rep is. I bet it's Char, right? Just because or Marshan maybe. Uh, let's check it out. We're looking this up right now on NHL.com. I mean, do they do an All Star in NASCAR, Bob? They do. They do. Yeah. It's, it's played the uh, or it's raced the week before Memorial Day in May. Uh, so what they do is they take a winner from uh, uh, all races uh, from 2016 will will be eligible to enter in the 2017 All Star, uh, and then they have if you've won a prior All Star, if you're a past champion. Uh, so it's a million dollar purse. They run a hundred laps. They do these uh, crazy mandatory pit stops. Then there's a lottery that they draw at the beginning of the, the race, and, and they invert part of the field and said the first number, roll the dice, whatever it is, the first 10 or uh-huh. 12, 12 cars now have to go to the back of the field to try to race their way back up. Guy who t- crosses the uh, start-finish line first gets a million bucks. That's it. No points, no nothing. Spe- <laughs> it's, it's sheet metal going wrap around this, That's do whatever fun. you can to get to the front. Yes. So they actually try. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and then and then similar to the skills competition they have, you know, you it's it's best pit crew, and they have a number, and then it gets a little hokey. They have the best eighteen wheeler hauler driver, oh boy. and they try to you know back the eighteen wheeler backwards through cones and go here and do it. So yeah, they stretch it a little bit sometimes. because yeah. how, how many skill how many skills competitions can you have right. in NASCAR? I like you know? the All Star game in hockey now since they went to three on three. three. Oh, I love it. It's, yes. it's, it's fun. I love it. You know, it's just it's like pond hockey. It's, it's good enjoyable. Stuff. You know, yeah. right. By the way, so the four Bruins, there's four Bruins, and Pasternak's not one of them, How? on the All-Star game. And this is, this is just by name recognition, basically. How sway? Patrice Bergeron. Right. Zidane, and Bergeron's having a horrible season right now. Zidane Char, horrible season, been hurt. <laughs> He's not even going to be there. Brad Marchand, okay. Tuka Rass, definitely. Yeah, And that's absolutely. it. So those are the four Bruins on the yeah. ballot. That's just... But same thing, I mean, you look at the, uh, you know... Let's look at the, the Carolina Hurricanes we played last night. They have Justin Falk, Jeff Skinner, Jordan Stahl, and Cam Ward. I mean, none of those guys. Cam Ward's having an okay season, but they're, yeah. they're just going by It's a popularity thing. It's a, it's thing. a popularity contest. Yeah. yeah. So, so what you're saying is we need a super PAC 
for the NHL, and then we can vote in here in the electoral. Well, they do. To, yeah, they, they <laughs> we'll give get you, Pastor Nick in. He's got Let's more see. electoral yeah, votes. Yeah, see, they, they <laughs> give you a uh, they give you write-ins, so you can do a write-in. I'm right, I'm right at Pastor. Nick. I yeah. really I am. Pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It will be fun. <laughs> I know I'm not the smartest guy, but you'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> it's the pasta knock super pack. I love that. That's just, I just, you I mean you nailed it? How did he has more goals than Ovechkin? He's not even on the ballot. Right. Like what? Like how is yeah. that even? How is that even possible? That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, because they probably make these ballots out before the season. Sure, yeah. I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, printed in August. It's understandable, yeah. and plus, so many things can change between now and then. Yeah, of you course. know, so. I'm sure, like injuries the, right, the, the right guys will get in. Of course, if Chara gets in and his injury still, and he, you know, yeah. he's not going to be there, obviously, then someone else will hop in there, and it might be. He should just give it to Pasternak. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, because it would be fun, <laughs> and we can play that song, <laughs> the pasta song. It was uh, actually from Sesame Street originally. Really, I did. I was research. trying. I was trying to think of. Yeah. What, I, I first I saw it. And I was like, all right. I saw pasta song. We've like, taken right. a Sesame Street song on a stretch run here <laughs> well, and turned it into a song for David Passon. I was like, all right, well, I was going to say it's fitting for Justin Bastinelli. <laughs> right? It's fitting for just, Justin True. leaving. Yep. yep. Oh, that's what we should do. Play some Sesame Street for Justin. <laughs> for Justin Bastinelli. But uh, we look at the, the Bruins, like I was saying right now, and the standings. Uh, it, it changes. I mean, one night you can leapfrog four teams. Yeah. You know, we said that, you know, going about a week ago, you know, it could have been they could have went all the way down or, or they could climb all the way back up there. You know, it could have went either way because of how tight the race is. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we will just keep track of that. And I, I think tomorrow is going to be a really tough game. I think uh, even even a week ago, like you say, you looked at the Buffalo Sabres, you look at this game on the schedule and you're like, oh, that's, yeah, a, that's good. Sabres, you know, that's they good. get in the game. Buffalo, yeah. get a win. All of a sudden, Eichel comes back. All of a sudden, Eichel comes back. They, they <laughs> knock off the New York Rangers, who are arguably uh, one of the leading cup contenders in hockey right now, one of the best teams in hockey. And Buffalo takes them down 4-3 at home. So uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Bruins handle this. And, you know, you got the holidays coming up. You get the little holiday break, and this is you're getting into the dog days of the season right now. Yeah, that you know where health is huge, injuries are starting to take their toll. You're starting to feel the pain a bit, you know. And but this is where they got to grit it out. They got to like this is where the 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 guys like Krejci and the you know some of the depth players. You mentioned Jimmy Hayes. I mean, all joking aside, but they need Jimmy yeah, Hayes. Right. They, they, they don't need goals up. every night from him, but they need him to be a presence. Right. You know, and you need you need other players right. than say Parstanak to to do it for you. Like Christian says all the time, how can you go forty two games and not have a point? Like you, just being on the ice at some point, you have to factor into some. I point. mean, that's just going to ricochet off uh, of you. And yeah. Yeah. You have, that's a, somehow you have to be involved in a play at some point in forty two games. Not have that's a, point, a complete you know? mental. Like, you've got to be involved there. at some point. you know. It, it, Man, ESPN and the NFL really hate the Patriots. Look at the commercial they're playing right now. Gronk commercial? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gronk Madden. Oh, I love that, you know? Yeah. But you know, Krejci, to me, is kind of that, that He's guy. He's the guy. That guy, because we've talked about it before. He's not had a good year, and you're just waiting for him to turn it on and be Krejci. And you've tried with different lines. You've tried mat- mixing and matching. I mean, now you've got, you know, I think Shao was on his left side last night, correct? Was that who was yep. up there with him? So. You're trying everything at this point to, to get him involved here. If he comes alive here and starts contributing, and yes, they played well last night, but if it continues, you know, that's huge going forward because you need him right now. You need him, and yes, like you need a Jimmy Hayes. You need other guys to get involved other than Martian, Pastor Knight, Bergeron. You need something other than that line right now. Yeah, so we will see what happens uh, with the Bruins. Uh, Buffalo Sabres on the road tomorrow. Matinee, 1 o'clock. Don't forget, not a night game. Matinee, 1 o'clock. And then they're back against the Florida Panthers on Monday night at TD Garden. We aren't able to get Joe Haggerty, unfortunately. He probably was just dancing around to that song and drove off the road or something. <laughs> he was laughing too hard at the party. Yeah, and, he, and now he, we, we probably got him in an accident, unfortunately. No, but I hope everything's all right with Joe. Unfortunately, we didn't get him. We'll get him on the show again. And, and I know he loves this song. This is a, a classic. You ever hear Ween, Bob? No, I'm drawing a blank on that. Oh, dude. Hilarious band. You got to check them out. Okay. Especially the Cowboy album. And this is a song called A Japanese Cowboy. Enough said. We'll let you hear A Japanese Cowboy by Ween as we go out here in a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Eased up my mind. I'm walking in circles and feeling the pain. 
I'm tossing and turning and crying in vain Like a Japanese cowboy or a brother on skates Like a blizzard in Georgia or a train running late I call out your name, girl, in the heat of the night Nobody answers Cause something ain't right Here we go I'm riding at midnight You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy Stay tuned for Friday Night Lights, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, you've got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings it back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's no more powerless feeling as a fan than needing help. When your team has to win and the other team has to lose, that's the case for a few big college football fan bases this weekend. Right now, Clemson and Washington sit at number three and number four. They both play in conference championship games. If you root for Michigan, Wisconsin, or Penn State, you're desperate for one of those two teams to lose. That could open up a spot for a second Big Ten team other than Ohio State. The Huskies play tonight against Colorado. That game will clear up a lot. Kind of funny to imagine Wisconsin fans screaming their heads off for Colorado or Michigan fans pulling for Virginia Tech against Clemson. But college football's Final Four makes for strange bedfellows. It's a powerless feeling, but fans shouldn't feel hopeless. Strange things always happen late in the college football season. We'll see if there's a shakeup this year. Some of the most passionate fan bases in the nation certainly hope so. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's getting to be the best part of the football season, and there's no better place to be than Buffalo Wild Wings. They do it all for you, and it doesn't stop at wall-to-wall TVs, limited-time menu, or countless beers on tap. No, they go the extra mile, and from now until it's tapped out, Lagunitas Fandom Ale. That's a limited-release beer, this citrus-infused, hoppy, pale wheat ale that won't last long. Yeah, I've said there's no place to be, but that's because it's true. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Please drink responsibly. Exciting news today. I'm very pleased to announce Simply Safe Home Security has released its brand new security camera designed by some of the best engineers in the business. This camera is different. It connects to each sensor in the Simply Safe security system. Anytime the system detects something, the camera records and sends a video straight to your smartphone. Someone tries to break in, you see it right away, and Simply Safe calls the police. I think this camera is going to be incredible. You got to see it for yourself. Go to simplysafedan.com. Simply- How would you like your office to be located? in the heart of downtown Manchester. The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. There's no better place to watch football than Buffalo Wild Wings. Monday night, Thursday night, or all day Sunday, visit your local Buffalo Wild Wings at 8 Loudon Road in Concord or inside the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester for the best football watching experience. While you're there, grab a Bud or Bud Light Hall Draft for only $3.49 or a Goose Island IPA for $4.99 all December long. Join the fun for Bud Light Wednesday night trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings where you can test your knowledge and win great prizes like ski tickets. Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord and Manchester. Wings, beer, sports. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, you've got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of opponent, it kind of 
kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. We've got it all here on ESPN, on ESPN, New Hampshire. Well, here, babe, look at you in love with someone else. Turned out like all the others, leave me by myself. That's how it works, I guess And you like all the rest Guess I can handle it And that's the way it is I'm in love with rock and roll It satisfies my soul That's how it has to be I won't get mad I got rock and roll To save me from the cold And if that's all there is It ain't so bad, rock and roll Oh yeah, it's that time Friday, second to last segment, the penultimate segment here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, Bob Bartis, Justin Sullivan. We welcome on, as we always do at this time, our man Gabriel Morenci. Gabe, how you doing, buddy? Always a pleasure, Jimmy. How you doing? Not too shabby. It's Friday, so, you know, things are good. We're uh, looking ahead to the weekend. Uh, some good conference championship college football on tap and uh, nice little NFL slate. So uh, I, I think, without further ado, we start in the, the college football department. We got we got two conference championships on a Friday night tonight. Yeah, Western Michigan looking to nail down their spot in the Cotton Bowl, uh, laying 17 points against Ohio a football team. I bet a lot of MAC football, so I think I have a pretty good handle uh, on this uh, on this game tonight. And my handle is I have no idea. That's, that's, you know, that's the that's my handle on the Mac. Anybody that watches the Mac knows it's a volatile conference from week to week. Yeah. And, you know, what what happened one week really doesn't have any correlation leading into the, the following week. Uh, but with that being stated, this Western, Western Michigan football team is for real. It's not a case for those of you that aren't paying attention that, oh, you know, they're 12-0 and and they play in the Mac and they beat Akron and they beat, um, you know, they beat Kent State uh, every week. You know they have a couple of wins against big, uh, big Ten wins under the uh, under their belt. They beat Illinois. They beat Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You know early in the season, uh, they absolutely blasted Toledo last week. And Toledo's a pretty good football team. And I'll tell you what, the Zach Terrell uh, quarterback, you know, a uh, dual threat quarterback, has gotten better every year that he's been there. He throws the football to this Corey to this Corey Davis kid. And uh, Corey Davis uh, just recently last week set the record for most yards ever by wide receiver in FBS. And, you know, it, he's, he, he's so reminiscent, man, of Antonio Brown. Uh, he wears the same number. Of course, Antonio Brown was a late-round draft pick out of Central Michigan. Uh, this kid playing at Western Michigan. But he looks up to Brown, and, uh, he, he, you know, he put up monster numbers uh, they're talking about him uh, being, you know, he'll, he'll be playing on Sundays. We'll see. I'm not saying he's the next Antonio Brown, but keep your eye on that combo tonight with Zach Carroll and Corey Davis. I generally would take the points in a situation like this, guys, but I don't think Western Michigan, if Western Michigan was going to crumble under the pressure, they would have done it last week against Toledo. Okay. You know, that was, there was a monster football game for them. Uh, you know, a week before they had college game day there, they handled the pressure, even though they were playing against Buffalo. 
So I don't think the pressure gets to them. Mm-hmm. I think they run the table tonight. And, you know, Solich does a nice job at Ohio, but I think that offense is too pedestrian to keep up. I'm going to lay the 17 points uh, with the Broncos. All right. And what about the other one there, the Pac-12 championship game? I think this could be a real classic. Uh, I know a lot of people not giving Colorado a chance, but they're getting eight and a half uh, in Santa Clara. What do you think? Well, it was seven, seven and a half. And as you stated, it's up to eight and a half uh, right now. Um, I don't know why there's been a move on Washington like there has been, uh, but there has been. We can't deny it. I don't really know how much of a difference there is uh, between seven and a half and and eight and a half. You know, we talk about these key numbers and eight and a half really isn't one of those key numbers. Uh, But with that being stated, you know, the Colorado Buffaloes have covered um, uh, 10 of the 12 football games that they played in this year. Yep. You know, they're 10-2 and two straight up, and they're 10-2 and two against the spread. It's hard to overlook that. Conversely, you've got Washington, 11-1, uh, but just 6-6 six and six against the spread. Uh, but to be fair to the Washington Huskies, why are they only 6-6 six and six against the spread? Because they're usually favored well, by a lot, right? Yeah, they were monster favorites. Exactly, yeah. Jimmy. They were, they were huge favorites. You know, I'm... I took Washington State last week, and I regret it, obviously. <laughs> and you know, I've been on the uh, I've been on the right side and the wrong side of a couple of Washington uh, plays this year. Yeah, I and I've watched a lot of Colorado. Colorado's been a, an efficient football team that feasts on causing turnovers and capitalizing on your mistakes. Washington doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Mm. You know, they really don't. And you know, Washington are almost like uh, an SEC team in the Pac-12. They're not – we're not talking about a soft West Coast uh, team that the perception of the Pac-12 is. Washington's offensive line, they're like – they're basically the Dallas Cowboys offensive line in college football. You know, wow. we're talking like monster athletic kids. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very explosive. Uh, you know, Baskin, really, you know, really explosive out of the backfield. The Ross kid. They can really turn something, nothing into something in, you know, 2.0 seconds. Things can go bad in a hurry when you play the, the Huskies. They're so explosive. You and I have talked about Browning all season long. He's a, he's a heck of a quarterback. When you add it all up, I just think Washington are going to be a little bit too much. I think the Cinderella, the clock strikes midnight tonight on the Buffaloes. I think the, uh, the Washington Huskies pull away. And I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be some points put up on the board. They both have really similar numbers. Um, you know, Washington score 44 points a game. Um, they give up uh, 17 points a game. Okay. Uh, Colorado scores 34 a game. They give up 18 points a game. That's a 10-point difference right there. And You know, Washington just had the better athletes. And let's not forget, man, Chris Peterson, you know, he's been in big games before. He mm-hmm. was at Boise, and he knocked on the door, but they were never going to let him into the cool kid uh, room. Um, you know, he was at the party, but he wasn't in the VIP room. Now he's in the Pac-12, and he's still sort of having to really prove himself. Uh, but I think they do. And, you know, don't think for a second. Washington knows they're no lock right now, especially with his Big Ten so stuff. they got to make a statement. Yeah, they make, they make a statement tonight. Yeah. And I don't think they're going in. I don't, I don't think they're thinking that. I think these kids are just worried about winning the damn game. Yeah. And I think they're justifiably worthy of getting in if they do. Uh, I don't think they're thinking about that, but I sort of just think it happens that way. Right. You know, Washington beats them down, 44-24 type of deal, you know? All right. We shall see, my friend. Tomorrow, what are you looking at? Well, tomorrow's interesting because we have these high-profile games, but the high-profile games aren't always the best games to bet on. You know, at a lane 24 with Alabama – I wouldn't take Florida. You know, I think Alabama is another football team in which I think they they're just destroy Florida. Yeah, they're clicking on all cylinders yeah. right now. Why would you want to get in front of that? Even when it's tempting yeah. with twenty four, but nope. you know, if if Alabama won that game forty to fourteen, would it surprise you? No, you not know, at no, all. that's twenty seven points. They Florida's covered. not that great either. No, and you know their defense is good, but, yeah, but your, de- your only your defense can only be so good if you're on the field all yeah. day, right? Like. Yeah. I think it's going to be a problem for them scoring enough to keep up and cover. Uh, even though their defense is good, the total is a little low in that game to me. It's 40 and a half. Alabama averaged 39 points a game. Yeah. You know, the Florida averaged 21 points, even yeah. their anemic offense. No reason why this game can't go over 40 points. But speaking of a lot of points, uh, take a look at the Conference USA championship game. It's early in the day tomorrow. Uh, the total is 80, but both, point, both teams come in averaging 44 points per football game in Louisiana Tech and Western Kentucky. 
and there's no reason why they they won't light it up. I, I'd be surprised if they're not at 50 uh, by the break, if not higher in this game. And Louisiana Tech lost last week to Southern Miss, but they've been playing good football. They've covered like six, seven weeks in a row. Um, I'm going to take a shot here. Western Kentucky are playing uh, well as uh, also, uh, but I just think the double digits, I'm tempted by the double digits, so I'm going to go with the underdog Louisiana Tech Bulldogs and the over uh, 80 points in that game. And we have another interesting, uh, not so high profile, but the Mountain, uh, the Mountain West Conference Championship yep. game, uh, San Diego State and Wyoming. Yeah. You know, both these teams lost last week. I know. So they're both playing for a championship, and they both lost. So here they are in the championship game anyway. And the game's in Wyoming. I think that's an interesting aspect of this game. Well, they played a couple of weeks ago in Wyoming, and Wyoming beat them 34-33. Yep. Last week we saw San Diego State uh, just sort of hit the wall. And Coach Long has talked about it, you know, point blank. He was asked, how can you guys give up 63 points when there's a conference championship on the line? He said, yeah, I, if I knew we wouldn't have given them up, but he said, I can tell you my kids are out of gas. Yeah. And we've seen it for the last couple of weeks with his Aztec defense. Two weeks ago up there in the altitude at Laramie, 34 points allowed. Uh, last week, 63. That's really unheard of for a Coach Long San Diego State team. I thought this team was like a dark horse, like to play in the, you know the Cotton Bowl instead of a Western Michigan. They were mm-hmm. that good. Um, yeah, they're laying six and a half points on the road. It's too many points, man. You know, Wyoming just beat these guys a couple of weeks yeah. ago. To me, this game's going to come down to the wire. I'm going to take a home team in a championship game plus six and a half, seven, and. I'll tell you, there's not a lot of championship of anything in Laramie, uh, Wyoming, right? <laughs> so they're going to be fired up for this game tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm with you. I want to ask you about the the Navy game and the AAC championship game tomorrow in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, Navy are minus three favorites against Temple, and that's pretty much home for them being in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, but I did not like – I don't know if you caught it. I tweeted it too, and I criticized ESPN for it. ESPN had a story where they're basically – rooting against Navy because if Navy wins, it postpones the scheduling of the bowl games and screws up all the TV scheduling and this and that. And I'm thinking, I'm like, here's these guys. And this goes back to, I think we had this conversation before. There's not enough appreciation for what these guys do in the season they're having considering what they do off the field. These guys are going to sacrifice for their country after this game and or after whatever bowl game they go to. And, these, and ESPN's complaining about scheduling? I mean, I want. I just want Navy to come out and destroy Temple tomorrow for that sole reason. Well, there's always there's always been that level of of hypocrisy Ugh. in which, like, shut up, ESPN. You know, people get you know irate about Colin Kaepernick, but then they don't want uh, they don't want to put Navy in a big time bowl game. Yeah. Uh, last year, Keenan Reynolds couldn't get an invite to the Heisman. In fact, they which took him BS. off the, the website. If you remember, yeah. There was a fan vote, and he was leading. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this kid serves honorably his country, plays football, is a good kid. You can't, and is one of the top college players, and you can't throw him a bone and find him a chair at the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Um, you know, proceeding. Disgusting. No, because he's not part of the clique. You know, they can talk all they want about, you know, respect the, um, you know, support the, the flag. Troops. Yeah, and respect yeah, the flag and bash like, People are yep. hypocrites when it really comes to it. But without being stated, don't think for a second that this comes into play in the sense that the selections show a Sunday afternoon. And they announce all the major bowl games, not just the playoff bracket. Uh-huh. So this is coming down to who's going to be ranked higher when it's all said and done. Western Michigan? Or if what if Navy wins uh, their conference championship? Let's be real. The fact is, Western Michigan wins tonight. They're nailing down their spot. Yeah, you're not going to tell a team that's 13 and 0 and they're conference champion, uh, conference champions that they didn't make it. So I think that's where we're at with this. But it's it's interesting because the bottom line is, Jimmy, how much? Let's say they win this game. How much of a pop do they get? You know, in their ratings for beating mm. Army next week? Mm. Not, none. None. It's right? just pride. So it's almost like that game really doesn't exist. Yeah. Beth Mullins brought this up uh, last week, actually. And it was the first time I heard anyone talk about it, which she said, you know, it could throw a wrench in here with the Cotton Bowl, with the, with the selection show. But 
I don't think it does. I don't think the television suits, Jimmy, want that empty bracket there. Yeah. And especially, what are they going to do? Tell everyone to tune in Army and Navy on CBS? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> let's, let's be real about this. Yeah. That's the way this, yeah. this goes. Don't think for a second, right, the television contracts and who oh, owns what crazy, property huh? comes into play. There's a reason why NBC Sports Saturday uh, headline hits start with Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? De- They're not starting with Alabama. Despite the fact the Notre Dame days, stinks. <laughs> I remember the old days when the networks were so arrogant and just stupid that they wouldn't acknowledge the other scores. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. So like uh, you'll be watching a Michigan game on ABC, and I'll be thinking, what, kind of see you're playing Auburn, like, you know, 3-4 right now. And, you know, what? but... <laughs> You know, they wouldn't want you. Oh, yeah, that game's going on. <laughs> now it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. Here's the score. Here's your fantasy uh, yeah. stats because everyone's going to watch they they watch. But it's going to be a great, uh, great day of games tomorrow. I like Virginia Tech plus the points against Clemson. Okay. You know, Clemson, Clemson's hit or miss. Clemson either smoke you or it comes down to the wire. So yeah. <laughs> I think it comes down to the wire. If you notice against better teams and against good offenses, Clemson have problems. Yes. So I think that uh, Jared Evans uh, and uh, Gerard Evans in this 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 tech uh, offense could cause them some havoc. Uh, we're going to take the ten points. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game in Orlando. And finally, with the college in closing, I think uh, I think Wisconsin uh, beats and it's funny uh, beats Penn State. I remember we spoke on Monday when I was in the pizza place. And, <laughs> yeah. How was the Dominoes, <laughs> by the way? It was pretty good. Did it actually. kill the hangover? It, 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 the spot, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't doing too well on Monday, but uh, I feel better now. Although it's our office, it's the Fantasy Sports Network holiday party tonight. Christmas oh party. boy, you're going to need some dominoes tomorrow for the noon games. Yeah, it's a little early for this stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. I'd rather just sort of, you know, I just sort of try to turn the lights off and gamble, <laughs> and then go to sleep. I'm kind of antisocial, to be honest with you, when I'm not on the air. But it's kind of, it's a free dinner, and I'm hoping for like some sort of envelope or bonus. That's why that's why I'm going. Otherwise, I wouldn't go. Like I don't care. Like, Open bar, drink. I hope. Open bar. Yeah, free drinks and chicken wings. Good, great. Yeah. Like they said, there better be an envelope with cash. But uh, that's another that's another story. But um, I told you earlier in the week I would have, I would have expected Wisconsin to be like you know four and a half point favorites four. Yeah. Uh, but um, even up as high as to six, I was like, Wisconsin's a better team. So I, 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 there was no number yet. I said, I think it'll be four. Well, I didn't see the number. It opened up in one. And I was like, holy wow. crap, I got that wrong. Uh, Wisconsin's only a one-point favorite. But uh, now it's up to three. So it's starting to get – people are starting to, to realize, oh, look, it's, you know, it's kind of low. So it's up to three right now. You know, I do respect what Penn State's done this year, but I think Wisconsin's a better team. And I think Wisconsin wins the Big Ten. All right, let's head to the NFL and Sunday. Some uh, some big games, a lot of playoff ramifications starting to be on the line every week. Uh, where do you want to start here? Well, you know, we got Kansas City and uh, and Atlanta is an interesting uh, football game. There's a lot of movement this week, and it seems as though you know it's, you're going to find people few and far between um, that are, that uh, like the Atlanta Falcons, um, mm-hmm. that uh, like the Chiefs in this spot uh, at Atlanta. Uh, they think it's a bad spot because Kansas, they just saw Kansas City play on Sunday night. Uh, game goes to overtime. It was a long game. They were on the field all night. Uh, they played a lot of snaps. Uh, they were in the altitude. And uh, they have the Raiders coming up on Thursday. So it really is a classic. Trap. You know, for the Sharps and the Wise guys, it's a trap. these are the type of things that they look for, right? Yep. What are they coming off of? What's the situation? What do they have coming up next? And you have a big divisional tilt coming up next um, uh, with the Raiders. But with that being stated, I don't really look at it like that. I just I don't understand how the Falcons can be five point favorites now. You know, it was you know it's one thing two and a half, three, three and a half, all right, four, four and a half. We're getting up to five right now. You know, the Falcons have had a good year, but you know who's a better football team? I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are probably a better team. Mm. Um, you know, they have a better defense. We know that. Yep. So they've got the better defense. Um, offensively, obviously, Atlanta is better. Uh, but I think it's sort of, I always like, you know, in a situation when you have a team with defense versus offense, I like the team that with the defense and a decent offense. And I think Kansas City is going to be able to move the football on Atlanta. Um, I understand why everyone thinks it's such a great spot 
for Atlanta. But up to five points, man. I've got to take a shot uh, with the Chiefs uh, in this game. All right. uh, there's a lot of bad trends, um, you know, against teams that go to overtime and play the next week or uh, beat the defending Super Bowl champions and play the next week. But I'm sort of throwing the trends out the window here. I just don't think Atlanta should be five-point uh, favorites. There's another one that everyone's riding in a similar situation where I think the number is skewed is uh, the Detroit Lions and the, mm. and the Saints. Uh, you know, the Saints are laying six points. All oh, the Lions are coming off of a Thanksgiving Day game. You know, it just means they've had a longer, longer you know, time exactly. for, for the game than New Orleans have had. And, you know, Detroit have lived dangerously. They've trailed in every game they've been in. Uh, but with that being stated, uh, I got to take the points in this game. Yeah, I think Detroit can win you. this game outright. It'll and I love the, the over in this. I love the over in this. Yeah, it should be a track meet. It'll uh, it'll come down to the wire. Whoever has the ball last will win type thing. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Excuse me. Um, we look at uh, the 4 o'clock. An interesting game to me is the Dolphins heading in with a six-game winning streak into Baltimore. This is typically Baltimore's time of year. This is when they start to really play tough football. Can they snap the Dolphins' streak at home? Yeah, this is well. This this would be a playoff matchup if the playoffs started today. You know, my it's, it, Miami are like the theme of, of the football season this year. Are they as good as their record? Uh, you know, says they are. You know, you look at the teams that they've beaten. It's not an overly impressive slate. Uh, their six game win streak, but you still have to give them credit uh, for winning six uh, straight football games. And I do. I don't really like this game on either side. I don't trust the Dolphins in this spot. Uh, Baltimore generally win these football games. Uh, especially in the month of December. I don't think weather is going to be a huge factor. If mm-hmm. I had to take it, I'd call the upset with the Miami Dolphins. Really? I, wow. I'm not a fan of this game. Okay, so we'll stay away from it. Uh, what other games are you eyeing in the NFL this weekend? Well, I like the Giants getting the six points against Pittsburgh. Mm. Giants are sort of similar to uh, to Miami in that um, you know, maybe they're not as good. They're, they're really probably not a real 8-3 and three football team. Uh, but you you are what your record says you are. But they're a confident football team, mm-hmm. and you know yeah they you know they haven't played a very tough schedule and they've beaten a lot of uh, bad football teams along the way. But they've taken care of business, they've gotten it done, and Odell Beckham has has come alive. Eli Manning last week they sort of just did enough to get by, and they still ended up covering the point spread against uh, against Cleveland. But you know Pittsburgh are a desperate football team, and desperation doesn't always lead to victory. Uh, you know, there's a reason why Pittsburgh are six and five right now. They give up a lot of points. Uh, you know, the Colts play with these guys, and that was with Tolzien. If they, you know, they were on the goal line twice, and they yeah, didn't punch it in. Yeah, right. So I, I really think that the New York Giants will be able to go up and down the field and trade points with Pittsburgh. And then similar is uh, similar to the Detroit New Orleans uh, game. That uh, that this game uh, this game's going to be a track meet, and whoever has the ball last wins type of thing. Okay, and then I want to get your take finally on. And I know this this might not seem as much as an appealing game, but all of a sudden it does have some meaning with the way the Buccaneers are playing. They go into San Diego, and they're in a roll right now. San Diego, as we know, though, are tough at home. The Bucs are getting four. What do you think of this game? Or is this one that you want to stay away from? This is another one that I think uh, comes down to the wire. They're, they're so evenly matched, That's what uh, I think. these two teams. You know, Tampa, I like Tampa last week. Um, can Tampa find the, the consistency? You know, they're strung together some wins now. Now they're going on the road to the West Coast. It's kind of a tough uh, tough spot uh, for them. Uh, but I think they match up well uh, with the San Diego Chargers. I think the way to go, we'll mix it up. Uh, we'll tease. Okay. Uh, do a seven-point teaser. Mm-hmm. Take the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up to 11 and then over 40 and a half. Over 40 and a half. And finally, why are the Washington Redskins two-and-a-half-point favorite? I mean, underdogs, at Arizona? When will we get the picture that Arizona is not the team we thought they were? Well, that's, that's a good question. People, I think a lot of people in the public uh, you know, aren't really sure how good the Washington Redskins uh, really are, even though they are. They are a pretty good uh, football team. Mm. You know, Arizona are not, like you said. There's, sort of, there's a couple of teams, and ironically enough, even though I do like the Bengals to beat the Eagles this week, there's a couple of teams that have been sort of stalwarts for the last couple of years. Uh, that you know, we keep on waiting to flick that switch, but it's it's too late. Like it's, it's not happening. December now, so you know Arizona are fading. You know we see Minnesota's fading right now. Cincinnati Bengals are fading. Carolina uh, not going to the playoffs as well. So reality settling in right now for Arizona. Mm-hmm. This was sort of their last shot, their last hurrah on their home field. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe they can salvage something, but 
you know, Washington have been efficient, man. And, you know, Cousins never gets uh, the credit that he deserves. No, he does not. They've got a potent offense. And, you know, it's the one thing. I, I criticized Gruden early uh, when he took over as a rookie coach. He wasn't really very good with people. Uh, but he's gotten better, and he's really good. His schemes are great. If you watch a Redskin game, somebody's open, like, every uh-huh. play. You know, they've got nice weapons to work with. I think uh, I think the Redskins go in there and win as well. Five and one against the spread of the last six is a dog. We'll take the skins. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think the only chance the Cardinals have is, obviously, David Johnson going up against that weak rush defense. That's their only hope there, but I don't think he's enough. I'm with you. I like the Redskins. Hey, listen, Gabe. Make sure to call the Dominoes in the morning so you're ready for the noon games, all right? Yeah, hopefully I survive tonight. You will, my friend. You always do. Hey, uh, our, our GM, Justin Bastinelli, it was his last day today, Gabe, and he's, he's heading off into a new career of, of daycare. Could you ever envision that after your, uh, your, your career you're in? No, I can't, but if he's been around uh, radio host uh, for... <laughs> he's doing okay, right? Years, <laughs> uh, it's the same thing. They're, they're, they're more immature than kids are, so just stop <laughs> I hear you, buddy. All right, my man, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Hey, good stuff. Always a pleasure. All right, Gabriel Morenci joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. we got one segment left. We'll be back. Cause we come blazing like a shooting star And we light you up real good You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones Only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse. So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. National Food Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me. And I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart. Push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masu from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Hey Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh really? That's cool. Where's she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing first-time buyers programs. Right, Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 132-3739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License number MB 132-3739. Main Loan Broker License number 132-3739. Kurt Stranson. NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. We all have our mountains. The challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. 
It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones. Only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Justin today, I said, what do you what do you want for some music on the show? Because, you know, I love the music. So he said, uh, well, I got a variety. Give me some Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre or some Grateful Dead. So we gave him both. Justin Bassanelli, that was for you, my friend. And thank you so much for being a wonderful boss and wonderful to work with and, and becoming a friend as well. And we wish you nothing but the best here from the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say that. Uh, your day is done, my friend. Now go home, crack one open, listen to some dead, my friend. That is for Justin Bassanelli. This is Jimmy Murphy. He's Bob Bardis. That's Justin Sullivan. It's a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Thanks to all our guests this week. We will talk to you Monday, but Justin will be somewhere else. Justin Sullivan, that is. We will miss you, my friend. Safe travels, and we'll see you when you get back. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you.